Deep Thoughts with Jack Handy. My favorite deep thought is free dummy. If you ever fall off a building, I think it'd be a really good idea to just go really limp because somebody might catch you because, hey, free dummy. <laughs> I think if you're robbing a bank and your pants fall down, it's okay to laugh. And let the hostages laugh, too, because, hey, life is funny. I'd like on Office Space when he's singing the lyrics and he sees the guy walking up with the homeless side and he reaches over and clicks the lock button. (laughs) Turns it down. (laughs) While listening to, like, gangster Scarface. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> was he Michael about Bolton? murdering people who murdered Michael your Bolton? Michael Bolton. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Bolton. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bolton. There's nothing wrong with that name. No, there was nothing wrong with that name until that no talent ass clown became famous. Yeah, that's so <laughs> good. Why you just change your name? Why should I change my name? Sucks. This is Patriot Sports Radio. Patriot Sports Radio. <laughs> Fed up with the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media. If it's sports, from the high school level to the pros, we're talking about it. Like the red-blooded Americans we are. God bless America. God bless America. God bless America. Let's do this. Here's Eric, John, Chris, and the coach. Welcome back, my friends. If you're new, then welcome in Patriot Sports Radio. My name is Eric. I am your host. Glad to have you with us. Thank you for those reviews. They help us a ton in the battle of search and suggestion. It's a brisk autumnal evening here in the good land. 6.30-ish. Feels like 10 p.m. That's fine. Why can't it just be 7.30 right now? What would be so wrong with that? What would happen that's so bad? Anyways. Got my friends here to talk some sports. I assume that's why you downloaded this here podcast. Get your sports content and a wild story or two. Don't worry, we brought some of those. So who's here? Just about everybody. My nephew Sai is in the house. Sai, say hello. What's up? There you go. That's all you're <laughs> gonna get out of a 12 year old. Coach is here. He's got a date with the lovely Mrs. C, so he's gonna have to leave a little early. John's here. He's got a screenplay on the wall next to him. I'm not sure if I was supposed to say that, so we might have to take mm, that wow. out. Angela is here as well. She's beneath my word doc, so I cannot comment on her appearance. Angela, how are you doing? Um, I'm great. I made I made a cornbread taco bake today, so today is a good day. Ooh, a little you- fusion. a little fusion before thanksgiving cornbread and tacos okay yeah this little practice round before thanksgiving (laughs) i'll be i'll be cheering for dan campbell in the stadium on thanksgiving this year so no cooking for this girl (laughs) you'll hear him oh that's right nice yeah you'll be there in person you know me i'll be cheering for both (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) That's a that's a tough tough go for you. Like corn. Yeah. Uh, right. I you meant going I to Detroit. I think uh, Mr. Too. O is going to be dressed in his Bills gear, and I will be donning some funny Lions apparel. So a Rodrigo yep. jersey. No, you but about I might the refs, don't you? Have... I would. That'd be no, awesome. Should <laughs> don't you have a refs related shirt? That's a Lions shirt uh, that I'm yeah, picturing it says in my Detroit brain. Detroit versus the refs. And that, yes. that's what I'm going to It's so funny. It's <laughs> wow. so we should have thought of that. We should have so thought of good. that. Brilliant. Yep. We should have. SGPN has t-shirts that say refs are terrorists. My like, God, it was right there. That's so brilliant. Should have done it. That's okay. I got, I got t-shirt ideas that bounce around in my head too. We'll have some. Uh, Dan Campbell, player coach. Here's my segue. Uh, another, another former player who's a coach now. Uh, Jeff Saturday. Look. I don't know how to make sausage. I don't know what goes into sausage, but I do know how to create a podcast because I've been around them for like 10 years. We're not building rockets to go to space here. Yeah, it's not. I was just finding out if stating your level of aptitude in rocketry and sausage making was a good way to start a conversation. It's not. That's what Colts owner Jim Irsay did when he introduced their new head coach, the highly sought after, often imitated but never duplicated Colts Ring of Honor member and NFL Hall of Famer center Jeff Saturday, haven't heard of many centers transferring to the coaching ranks. Uh, he went back to the sausage hey, making a couple tried. times. Cruzzi tried, and the Bears offered him $50 a week. But go ahead. 
Forget about minority hires or search firms or even promoting from within, considering there are multiple assistants, Gus Bradley, John Fox on staff who have coached NFL teams before. Oh, no, we got a guy coach. He got a guy. He got his guy. This press conference was something else. I recommend you check it out. If you if you can find a super cut, maybe of just the good stuff. There's probably a good like 10 minute super cut out there, which would really be ideal because this guy is 30% um, 46% ah. Uh. So if <laughs> if you can get something to cut through that. The main tenet of his speech was, guys, I've literally never hired a losing coach. So fucking relax. This guy's good. Uh, and then he talked about how they came to the decision. Uh, from what I can tell, him and Chris Ballard had a, a lengthy discussion and it sounds like i don't think ballard was on board and then according to jeff saturday he let slip that it was a late night phone call uh coach i have a theory that he was <laughs> four johnny walkers deep when he made that phone call and just cold called jeff saturday and offered him one of 32 job to head coach the the billion dollar the ice clanking in the glass i got <laughs> yeah. an idea clink, clink, clink. Yeah. is this well thought out do you think I, I I highly doubt it. I don't. That it looks like disaster to me. And like I said when we were talking about it earlier, I I, I mean, I just I just wish I could have been in on that one. And you know, coach from Patriot Sports Radio, just wondered, can you give me the short list of the people that you went ahead and scratched off before you got to him, or the ones maybe possibly after? Because I can't can't really believe that it would take that long to tell me who was after him. I mean, yeah, there's, there, it's got to be, that had to be at the bottom. That had to be like circling the drain. Who can we get to, you know, that people will actually not boo, um, which I think will be short lived. Yeah. And they have there's some a, talent there, man. I, you guys know I was high on them. That's I liked the thing. Reich. I really did. You know, Pittman was just starting to break out. They got, I mean, are they even going to throw the ball now? Uh, Ursay says it's good that he has the same amount of NFL coaching experience as my nephew here, uh, which is absolutely none at all. He says it's good that Jeff doesn't have the fear that this league brings because coaches get scared and then they turn to analytics. Yes, because the last thing a brand new coach needs is data telling him probabilities of outcomes that might give him some direction. He then reminds just, us again that they're not building rockets. I, I I think that the Colts organization as a whole right now are just in a in a in a tizzy. I mean, like <laughs> the season didn't go like they thought. I mean, things are coming apart at the seams. Uh, it's just like try to hold on to a raft until the Coast Guard can get here and salvage the off season, and maybe we'll try to rebuild in the off. I I this is just bad. It's bad. Colts are bad right now. The expectations were so high. Yeah, me included. within the building and with the fans. Sure. Uh they were they were they were really high and and after last season you kind of saw some some windows of of really a quality football team with all the pieces. Um and then when they went out and got when they went out and got Matt Ryan, I thought that would be a good fit. I thought he would really fit there. I we've yeah. we keep beating this drum, but you know, he he was really quality at Atlanta for a long time. And they didn't have a lot of pieces to put around him, and he was he was still productive. So I thought that was the missing piece for them. But anyhow, yep. turns out it wasn't. <laughs> turns out it wasn't. Turns out, evidently, uh, Ursay claims he's been hiring, trying to hire Jeff Saturday for for many a year, but the timing just didn't work out. He's been a paid consultant, but uh, just couldn't get him in there as the offensive line coach or, or anything like that. Reggie Wayne is the wide receivers coach. Give him the job. Give some like hard knocks taught us that there are complex relationships inside of a building, uh, inside of a football franchise that people, some people don't get along. Some people can't work together. Some people have to work together to be as productive as they can. You don't know any of that stuff. He hasn't been there. Like this is substitute teacher vibes. Like, we're just going to do whatever we feel like. And now they're traveling to Las Vegas. I feel like a lot of those boys are partying right now as we speak. Which, uh, another dumpster fire. I mean, you yep. want to talk about 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 two two dumpster fires on the same field. I mean, <laughs> Vegas, good gravy. I mean, that guy, he may be back in, on the Patriots sideline by, by Christmas. 
I mean, that yep. could happen. He they're terrible right now. Yeah. Yeah. So he he needs to go through one of those car washes. Saturday was uh well he he asked uh they asked him what you know what his reaction was to the call, the late night coach call the you up. You want to coach a team call. (laughs) Jeff literally said at the introductory press conference that, quote, shocked is an understatement in regards to this job just falling out of the clear blue sky into his lap. He then said he asked Mr. Irsay why he would consider him to coach this team in any capacity. He said, I'll be frank. I asked Mr. Irsay, tell me why I'm a candidate you would consider in any role to do this. He then let slip that it was a late night phone call and the look on Irsay's face when he was saying <laughs> when he was saying that stuff was just it was about halfway through the the green label. It was like reverse like interview, kind of like on Step Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. How about we interview Dude. you? We just Watch become best friends. Here. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yeah. Right? That's kind of how that went down. Why are you we just, me? Yeah. We Why just fired everybody me? who's ever called a play. There's so much room for activities. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you guys, are, weren't you one of the greats? Yep. Want to coach the team? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see yep. uh, Joe Thomas um, just about cry uh, when he was interviewed about it? I mean, the guy, I, I understand all of the criticism, but my gosh, find a happy medium. Joe Thomas gets on a live show and it's like, it's like listening to Greta Thunberg. How dare you? How dare you hire this guy? How dare you accept this job? Do you know what it takes? We went one in 31 my last two years and our coach never saw his kids. It's like, what do you say? Like what you sign up for. And some people can't like, why don't you, why don't you just coach for three years and now he never has to do anything or work at Walmart again. If they called you, you would say yes. Yeah, Matt Rule made two hundred and eight thousand this week to do nothing. I mean, let's not even talk about that's a, that's the NFL, the highest level. Let's talk mm-hmm. about a guy named Ed Orgeron who's sitting on a beach right now, just <laughs> tipping one hundreds to everybody that brings his drink. I mean, I, I love that guy because he straight up said, "You you got you want to can me? Just show me which door to walk out of. They're paying me so much, it doesn't matter." 17 a year. Yeah. Yep. I think the real red flag here on this Saturday thing is where is Peyton Manning saying, yeah, they got a good one. They really hired the right guy here. I support nah. this. He hasn't said a fucking word. Well, I, I no. told you the best, the, the, the best thing that Saturday ever did was <laughs> just when, when Manning on the sidelines told him to shut up and just block. <laughs> they had him on TV saying they said that when they asked him about it, he was like, Oh, that's interesting. Like hmm. he'll have a hard, he'll have a rough time, but he's a great didn't guy. Didn't he say get lost? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't believe it. He did. No. Yeah, but I you think know, everybody he, had to check when they first saw the story. Like that can't be real. Well, and he's a guy that's not going to just look at the camera and boldface lie. I mean, he's just maybe it's like an episode of yeah. NFL Punk. That's or something. the thing. You're not going to get him to something. say it. Just he's not going to put his name on that. No. No. No, no, because they'll well, come back and they'll 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 replay that over and over down the road. He knows that he's smarter than that. He, yeah, Peyton's a master of the media. So the Packers are dead. I don't know how to how to really smoothly <laughs> go into that. I just think we should memorialize and put a bow on it because this this uh, the days of having a Super Bowl contending team show up to camp every August are over. They are done for. That shit is no more. Two Hall of Fame quarterbacks two Super Bowl victories and three appearances. Some might say I would. That's not enough. Favre got here in 92. I remember that. I was in sixth grade. I remember the moment I realized the Packers were good. I looked around and I saw Packers starter jackets on everyone. I said, holy shit, is this team good? Are we a good football team? And then we have been ever since. Um, In 92, Favre got here. They first made the playoffs with him in 94, lost to Dallas. 95, lost to Dallas. That was sort of the story of our lives for a while. 96 won the Super Bowl versus New England. 97 went to the Super Bowl, lost to uh, the old man in the helicopter, John Elway. 
98 lost to San Francisco in the wild card. Then they had a little bit of a drought. 02 lost to the Rams in the divisional round. 03 lost to the Falcons at home. That was the wild card Mike Vick game. First home playoff loss ever. It was snowing. It was freezing cold. Favre was undefeated at home and under 32 degrees. And Mike Vick came in here and just absolutely skull fucked him. Sorry, earmuffs. Um, oh, oh, four, they lost to the Eagles on fourth and 26. James Trash. Oh, five, lost to the Vikings in the wild card. Oh, eight, lost to the Giants at home. Favre's last game, he threw the pick. 2010, they lost to the Cardinals 51 to 45 in OT. That was Rogers' first playoff run. That's the one where he kicked the ball up into the air and the guy caught it and ran into the end zone with it. Then they won the Super Bowl versus Pittsburgh. Then the next year they had a bye, lost to the Giants immediately 37 20. 2013, lost to San Francisco in the wild card 45 31. They love giving up 45 points in the playoffs. It's basically their favorite thing to do. Then the next year, 2014, Seattle NFC Championship game 28 22 in overtime. Worst loss ever. Then went down, lost to the Cardinals in overtime. Uh, that Larry Fitz screen that he took 75 yards in like his 27th year in the league. Then they went down to Atlanta for an NFC championship game, lost 44-21. Like, if you gave Rodgers a defense, he might have done some things. Then 2020, lost to the 49ers, 37-20. Then last year, 36-21, lost to Tampa Bay, basically on the Scotty Miller play or the failure to grow a pair and go for the touchdown. So there's that. Now we wander the desert looking for the next guy. Should we, should we tank for the next guy, Coach? Who's the next guy? Who do we want? Do we want uh, the the kid from Ohio State, Stroud, or the Bama kid? What what what's out there? I don't I I don't think. I mean I, I'm not I'm I don't think that Rogers is done. I think that you know um, I think he's still got a lot of tread left. I think that wait till you hear what I got to say. It's time Holmes to down uh, there putting a penny in Rogers. Oh man. <laughs> I think uh <laughs> think it is time to to start the rebuild train right now. Um you know and and that starts with doing, you know, taking taking a step back and having the uh the exit interviews right now and realizing the 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 arrogance of coming into this season with the philosophy that was destined to fail to begin with. And and once you realize that, I mean admitting it is really part of the problem. So uh I just think, I think, you know, there needs to be a philosophy change at the top. Otherwise, we're just going to continue the same thing. Um, there has to be some really hard, difficult questions. And some people have to realize that the developmental philosophy that the Packers have lived under in this day and age needs to adapt or it's going to kill the franchise. That's a you know, dinosaur mentality draft and develop now. We're going to go, we're going to go eight, 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 eight or eight or 10 more seasons worth of 500 football to be able to say, Oh, maybe we should have changed. I mean, 500 football. What are you just going to anoint them now? What's that? We may be killing for 500 football pretty soon. That's true. The first thing we got to do is address the love situation. Number one. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that's what I said. I mean, there's, there's going to, there's going to have to be some hard and difficult questions and it starts with the people in the front office going, Hey, we made a mistake. We made a mistake Whoops. here. We've 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 gone. Uh, you know, we've run aground here. We've got to figure this out, and it starts with we're going to pedal this guy and get what we can and and move on. Um, it should have been done last year, but that's you're right. That's the top of the decision. I mean, to me, honestly, that is the glowing beacon, the cherry on the top of all of the the culmination of bad decisions. That was this, you know, that and, and including. You know, starting the season off with the with the roster that quite quite honestly didn't have a wide receiver on. Yeah, well, I'm just gonna say that developmentally, Rodgers has been running the show for several many years, and they've been doing what he's been wanting them to do. And I don't know that that wasn't beneficial in some of the, you know, in some instances or most instances maybe, but look where it got them today. So, you know, you're catering to this diva quarterback who just wants to do it his way, which is what it is. Well, don't but, no, don't no, you guys don't the, you guys believe at on, the end on. of the season just, that he he has to eat the most humble pie. He has to be the one that says, Hey, that's what I'm, I think. I'm, I'm not 
<laughs> I wasn't as smart as I thought I was, or we, I'm, we made some wrong decisions on my account. I mean, there there has to be some humble pie across the board. No here. way. He won't do that. He's going to change the season to get traded. Am I, am I the only one that, that doesn't think that Aaron Rodgers had, he had nothing to do with that fucking love debacle. That's why we're here. We could have made some, a draft decision that day that would have changed everything. Hey, I, I I've listen. seen the guys on the board and I've seen you're, what they're doing right. now. You're, yep. you're right. That's and where I, it took the turn. My, my, honestly, That's, my, my, yeah, my, blood, my blood pressure can't revisit the love situation. I can't do it. I can't do <laughs> well, it tonight. I'll they end didn't up, call this up will, this will and, end up with me in the, in the green label. So let's just, <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, it was a wrong decision. It was bad, but, but there needs to be, that was, there's a series of wrong decisions that led us here. It wasn't just that. It, I mean, well, yes, that was bad, but. That that also, wasn't just three it. picks in the red zone against the fucking Detroit Lions. But uh, but also that love they it, it made some separation there. I don't know that they ever got right really? after that. No, so oh, I, I don't know that Aaron's heart is in it. I don't know if he just came out and said, "Just give me my fucking bag of cash, dude." Well, and there's yeah, a one. There's totally a one right and there's a one A. That that mm-hmm. one and the fact of coming into the season without a number one wide receiver on the roster yeah, is a combination that you will not overcome. No. Yeah. And no. it was arrogant on behalf of everybody to think that they could. And, and even even fans, I will even step out on that limb and think, well, maybe, maybe he can make somebody great. And 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 that's not the case, not in this league. No. It's the highest chemistry. Level. It's the I highest think he level. Can to effect, but he's not going to because he wants to get out. He he's throws not going the, to do that. And and now he so his whole career he, we win on his arm. <laughs> Right. That's what we've done. We've yes. had at least a receiver out there that's legit, whether it be Jordy and we've had some tight ends and and we've had uh, Adams. But now we have nobody. But we do have uh, an all-star backfield. But he doesn't know how to fucking hand that ball off. Like, that's not how they win games. So that's not how he plays. And he is not adjusting to that at all. Well, and I, I mean, I'll, I, I have to disagree one. with you there because I look at this and say, okay, just like yesterday, uh, I had I spoke with a coach who who told me that, look, we got a problem because our quarterback makes bad decisions. And I said, that's not a problem with him. That's a problem with you because you're the one that sends in the play that allows him to do that. If you're handing off and running off tackle, he's not making bad decisions because he's not he's not checking down to anybody. We're running the damn ball, and it's the same way there. If 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 I'm on the headset and I radio in that we're running off tackle on the right. He's not throwing picks. He's not checking down. It's taking the decision out of his hand. Now, that is a conversation that that w- needs to be had and needs to be had in a, in a strong way because the first thing he's going to do is start, you know, having a having a having a real hard time with that. But the thing about that is is if 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 you're successful with it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Right. But yep. you got to have this conversation should have took place before that contract was signed. Number one, because he is who he is, right? Coach, you're pretty set in your ways. If they just came to you and said tomorrow and said, now you're going to teach history. Um, the British one that's now we're going to teach that you'd be like, mm, no, I, that's not what it is. I've been, I've taught this way. My, I've been taught this way my whole career. And this is how I'm going to teach. Well, and and and, but and if they the couldn't thing. come to that agreement because they knew they were going to get rid of Adams, they didn't have a receiving core, so they should have sat down with Rodgers and said, "Listen, our philosophy is going to change. Is this going to work for you?" I don't know who, who's the grown up in the building in Green right. Bay. Does no, you're know right. Do you know? No. There's not. I think there's Murphy not a lot is of. supposed to be, but he's not. There's not a lot. No. Of. Because the each Bill one Belichick? of them has there's an ego gr- that they're trying to cater to, and no one will step back and say. Hey man, fuck both of you. Sit right the fuck now. down. Yeah, yeah. we both of we y'all need to wrong. sit down. So yep. that's so that's where the Packers have an issue. Well, and you're front, it's all the way an, back full circle to what coach said the front office. Well, and this goes back to an organization who is not used to things like rebuilding. They're not. Mm-hmm. They don't know how to handle it. That's there's some teams that know how to do it and know how to do it well because Quite honestly, they've been in that spot before. They, they're doing it every year. And, and, <laughs> yeah, but, their, but the their... Packers are not one of them. The, the Packers have always been one or two pieces away. And, and, and the years when they have been able to climb that mountain, it's because they developed the piece they were missing over the year. And, and, and so 
they think that that's the golden philosophy. The golden yep. philosophy works if you're one or two pieces away. This team is far from one or two pieces away. You can't this even really is, say Bakhtiari is on this team anymore. You Bakhtiari can't really go needs to be the first that. guy on the train out. Yeah. He can go be an all-pro greatest tackle in the league and play three games for the Detroit Lions. Mm-hmm. Seriously. I, I, absolutely. Yep. I've, yep. I've heard about how great Bakhtiari is, and I've seen him play a total of number of games I can count on one hand in the last three seasons. I can't do it. I can't do yep. it with him. And, and that would be the first conversation I would have is, hey, listen, man, I know you're great. You know you're great. Go be great for, uh, you know, I don't, the Colts, because – we can't watch you on the bench anymore. I wouldn't mind that. We can't that. pay that that salary. Get some of those teams, Colts teams picks. that are teams that are constantly good. They have an adult in the room. Yep. Right. That's well, how you stay in the upper quartile of the upper quartile. And the sad thing Jim about it is, I mean, says. this is why you know you make fun of teams like the Cowboys because their owner is a child, and 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 that's exactly what you're saying is instead of having an owner that's a child, we have a lot of children that are running what's going on and making childlike decisions. That's why at the draft, so everybody good. tunes in no, every good. year to watch no, and see what good. Jerry's going to do. I mean, you're exactly right, but there is a lot of children at the wheel right now, and, 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 cool and we got to figure this out. I mean, Having a child at the helm is they and do it's, crazy and, volatile stuff. Like You're constantly on edge fighting for your job because you could get shit-canned by somebody who's crazy child. Well, right? and, yeah. Yeah. and does anybody believe that it's not going to turn into old Paris flea market at the end of the season? Because that's where we're headed. I mean, they're going to sell it on the lawn. <laughs> yep, it's a mess. Florida yeah. man is facing assault charges after authorities <laughs> say he tossed a three and a half foot alligator into a Wendy's drive through window. Officials say 23-year-old Joshua James pulled up <laughs> the window and received his drink. Uh, when the attendant's back was turned, he just pulled a fucking adult alligator out of his truck and threw it in the window. The girl working the drive through immediately jumped Fire out the, the drive through window. <laughs> Sir, uh, this is a Wendy's. That's yeah. a salmonella violation right there. Sir, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> a fire in the hole with the alligator? That really happened. <laughs> yeah. Three and a half footer. Uh, my wife you... says we got reservations at Chili's. I got I gotta go. <laughs> All right. Watch out for lizards. All right. Thanks, coach. Get the triple dipper. <laughs> I'm going to. Milkshake, two straws, sir. Milkshake, two straws. <laughs> I love yeah, Southwest yeah we want chips. <laughs> yeah, we want chips. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> I need to speak to the footage. manager. <laughs> the girl the working the drive-through, she immediately jumps up and like sits on the drive-through window, and then decides it's time to just go out and goes out the window. Um, he says. He says he found it on the side of the road and he had this epiphany that it would be hilarious to throw the lizard into a restaurant. His parents say it was a stupid prank that was blown out of proportion. The headline said man robs Wendy's with alligator. I don't know if they were trying to get him on a on a robbery charge here or not, but That's his mom was on the news. His poor mom had to be interviewed by the news about this. <laughs> and she's like, no, it's just a stupid prank. He's a prankster. This is what he does. He thinks it's funny. Oh, oh, as a parent, I can't imagine. She's got to stand there and take the. <laughs> so, yeah. And then they interviewed him, uh, and it was like a 20-minute video of him just saying, yeah, I don't know, I thought it would be funny. I don't understand why it's 20 minutes. I watched two minutes of it. But, yeah, this guy's an asshole for making his mom go on the news. I hate him for that. Other than that, it's kind of I do know that reptiles carry salmonella on their skin, so that's a direct code violation in a restaurant. Yeah, that Wendy's is out for me forever. Obligatory hockey talk. How about that, Angela? Should we do? We're going to do obligatory hockey talk in every Patriot Sports Radio. We're going to talk about hockey because the world needs more of it. And if we have to be the people to bring it, then that's who we'll be. (laughs) So here's some. uh, I literally just Googled NHL news and I found some interesting stories. Mark Andre Fleury, I've heard of him. He set an NHL record by picking up a shutout against his 28th different team. As the Minnesota Wild defeated the Seattle Kraken one zip on Friday night, he's he's shut out twenty eight different franchises, not twenty eight career shutouts. Yeah, he's put a zero on the board for twenty eight different. How many teams are there? At I mean, rookie question: How many teams are there in the NHL? 
There's a question. How many teams has he played for? That was his 72nd career shutout, actually. Holy shit. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually. I mean, he's been hot and cold, depending on who he's landed with. Um, He was real cold when he ended up in Chicago. (laughs) That lockdown was really short-lived and... Um, but yeah, that was, that was very, very cool for him. I'm excited about that. So he entered the night tied with, oh, see, here's the names. Here's the names from when I used to watch hockey every night. And I'm pretty sure, well, I can't really say, cause I don't know enough about current hockey, but this feels like the golden age of goaltenders in the nineties. Flurry entered the night tied with Eddie Belfort. Ever heard of him? The blank check, Dominic Hoshik. Marty Brodeur and Thomas Vokun, Vokun, who each had shutouts against 27 different teams, but the flower made the difference to help the wild earn their second straight win. I remember Tommy Barrasso in Pittsburgh with, uh, who's that? Dave Meggett, his backup came in in the playoffs, a, a triple overtime thriller against the Washington Capitals on a school night. Fucking Rick <laughs> Tockett from the blue line. I'm fired up. I think I'm going to watch some hockey this year. <laughs> That's good. Everybody should, for sure. I know that um, I, we talked about in the chat the other day that Ovechkin and Crosby were tied in goals, like career all-time, at like 14-23. And so they had 14-23 goals tied um, going into the game where they were playing each other. That was like, I don't know, three days ago. Yeah. Nobody's, nobody broke past... 1,423 games yet. (laughs) Would have been cool if they had both scored one Or shots, I should say. Not games, Mm -hmm. shots. Yeah, it would have been cool. Ovi's (laughs) old. I never really think of it because he acts like such a young man. Uh, And it seems like he's going to play forever. Yeah, yeah, right. Like Brady. He, (sighs) Crosby probably should have more goals, but with him being hurt so much, I mean, I was, yeah, I guess I was kind of shocked that they were tied at 1,423. Damn, Yarmir Yager, 50 years old. Yeah, Yarmir Yager was the shit back in the day with the (laughs) Penguins. That mullet flying in the breeze. Oh, man, on NHL 94, that Penguins team was unstoppable. Then you create a player. Good times. Oh, man. Me and my buddy Pfeiffer used to spend the whole day playing NHL 94. Did you come Um, The Winnipeg Jets not only still exist, but they're pretty good. The Jets are 8-3-1, have won three in a row, have points in seven consecutive games, and are tied with the Dallas Stars for first in the Central Division. They'll look to keep it going when they visit the Calgary Flames at Scotiabank. Oh, that's tonight. So we'll find out about that. But, yeah. Scoring has been steady. No one has more than 12 points this season with defenseman Josh Morrissey leading the way with a goal and 11 assists. When you're only allowing 2.33 goals per game, third in the NHL, however, you don't need to score a whole lot. As somebody who bets on NHL a little bit during the season, 2.33, that's a low total. These totals are always six, seven, sometimes seven and a half. So if you're allowing less than three, you're winning some winning some hockey games. Definitely. Panthers seeking consistency, starting to get results. The Florida Panthers, 8-5-1, and one, are starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel after an offseason, which they had tremendous upheaval. I remember there was a whole list of names I couldn't pronounce um, of departures and arrivals for the Florida Panthers when we did the, the last hockey segment. So they're looking to basically rebuild real quick and win the President's Trophy again. Is the President's Trophy cursed, you guys? Because it seems like the team that wins the President's Trophy never wins the Stanley Cup. Yeah, that's kind of a thing. And that's what people say, but I don't Don't touch it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, there's a... there's a thing with touching it or taking photographs with it. It's, it's, it's just bad juju. You're not supposed to touch it, but the avalanche have touched it. They've touched it. The, the reporter last... touched it or the, Stanley Oh, Cup. I remember that hockey players <laughs> got have, have weird jo- juju with trophies. Yeah. Yeah. They're, hockey and baseball players seem very similar with the, uh, the superstitions. They do. They have a grueling number of games, so they have enough time to have all the little (laughs) intricacies of life come out. Oh, man. Coach left before bold predictions revisited. We're going to revisit bold predictions anyway. Of course he did. 
<laughs> Back in July, we did our 2022 NFL Bold Predictions podcast. Will was a guest that day, and we all brought our bold predictions, which spanned everything from Super Bowls to contracts and even convictions. I'll say this. None of us are in danger of being called clairvoyant. Patriot Sports is a traditional values operation. So we'll go ladies first. Angela came out of the gate saying Rogers would be injured <laughs> and the Packers would not be very good. So she's halfway to nailing that one. The Packers are not very good. She then said the Lions would not suck and in fact would get a wild card. <laughs> so they hold suck. on hope for that one. She also predicted that Rob Gronkowski will come back to finish the season with Tom. There's still a few more weeks for that to materialize. Oof. Coach, <laughs> coach was not sold on the Raiders. Boom. So he's one to know right out of the gate. Raiders suck. Um, we know coach loved the Colts quote. I'm really high on the Colts. I like the Colts a lot. I think I've made that pretty clear. <laughs> and I was the dude from storage wars the whole time. Like, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And he said, Jacksonville will be better. And Etienne will do very well. And then I said, you know what? The Colts are probably your AFC championship. That's probably your AFC champion. <laughs> he, then, he then said he likes Philly to win the East, which is looking great. So yeah. okay, he's pulling it out of the ditch. But then he doubles down on his beloved Colts by predicting a Colts versus Packers Super Bowl. I think oh, I said wow. I then said that sounds like a good bet. I bet you could get like a hundred to one on that. Uh, oh my god! He also told us he told Will to watch out for a kid named Andre Dollar at Washington State. Um, Andre has not seen any playing time yet this year that I can see. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Right. John, I'll, I'll go next. I, I'll take my beating next. John said Mitch would not be the starter for too long. Check. Yep. Nailed that one. He said Fields will be the first Bears quarterback to throw for 4,000 yards. Maybe not this year, but I think that is the guy. I don't know what his pace is. He started slow, but he's chucking it. <laughs> well, they're, they're last in the league in passing, so it's, it's not oh. happening. <laughs> Chargers win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe. That's another one I liked. Yeah. <laughs> I said, yeah, I already bet on the Chargers to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm never going to see that $5 again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then he went way out on a limb and said the Raiders will have zero arrests. Devontae was charged, but not arrested. So far, that one is holding up. I, that, I just yeah. looked up all the arrests. There's a website <laughs> you can go to that just shows you all the NFL arrests. It's, it's run by a, a very angry ex. <laughs> Has to be. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Has to be. Um, will said the Cardinals will finish last place in the division. That's looking pretty good. Plus 375. He gave us Von Miller defense player of the year. I mean, Parsons is pretty much running away with it, but Von Miller is playing well. Barkley, most rushing touchdowns, 30 to one. He's five behind Nick Chubb. I think Nick Chubb has 11. So that's going to be tough, but it's not over yet. And then my predictions were not very, not very accurate either. I said Baker would sign a five-year, $150 million extension <laughs> by January 1st. <laughs> Oh gosh, we gotta have a soundboard. I to put a time that. limit on it too. There's gotta be something on the soundboard for that. Timeline. What's that, Bank? They said the Bengals and Titans will miss the playoffs. I'm pretty sure they're both getting in. Uh, the Steelers will get a wild card. That's looking a little bleak. I said Jimmy G would go to the Saints and then the Saints would win the NFC South. I don't know about that. I think the trade deadline has passed. Uh, we, and then MVS. Would score more touchdowns than Tyreek. I said that multiple times to anyone who would listen. <laughs> and then my favorite one, Russell Wilson will win most valuable player because the media will want to give it to him. Ooh. And he's basically forgotten how to play football. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Spectacular. So a couple. We got a couple, but it was bold predictions. What do you right. expect? <laughs> you want to hear some gender reveal disasters? We haven't it's, gone after gender reveal parties on this show yet, have we? I'm we a big, uh, I'm a big. If you're not hurting anybody, do whatever you want, guy. But it's tough to hold that position when it comes to gender reveal parties because I just loathe them so much. However, <laughs> when they damage the environment or hurt people, that's my opening. Today's parent has an article about reveal party disasters, which tells me two things: one. Somebody already did the work for me of compiling these stories. And two, the parenting magazines are starting to turn on this whole trend. All we mm -hmm. need now is for Oprah to publicly denounce 
gender reveal <laughs> parties and they're finished. But I digress. Here's some horror stories from the web. And uh, they're pretty rough. The most recent gender reveal story happened in Fort McMurray, Alberta, where a family decided the woods would be the perfect location to have their party. They shot at a target that was meant to explode, I assume uh, Tannerite, in a cloud of colored smoke, but instead created a small explosion that destroyed nearly half a hectare of the forest. Luckily, no one was injured, but the family has been fined $600. 600 bucks a hectare Canadian? can't be very much. How big is Canadian? a hectare? Uh, it's made up. Nobody I knows. Catch a, I catch a niner in there? <laughs> Calling from a walkie-talkie? Um, earlier last year, 80 pounds of explosives were detonated at a gender reveal party in Kingston, New Hampshire. No one was injured, but the explosion caused the foundation of neighboring homes to shake and form cracks in the walls. It's all fun and games until the rednecks get involved. Yep. (laughs) Family and friends gathered on a boat in Niktupe, Niktup. Lagoon off Cancun to watch as a plane flew above the water, trailing a sign saying, it's a girl. Excitement quickly turned to horror when the plane nosedived into the ocean, killing <laughs> both the pilot and co-pilot. Oh, my God. That's horrifying. <laughs> oh my I laughed just like John is right now when I read that, and I feel much better about it now. This is like the circle of life. Was she pregnant with twins? Like, oh, oh out. Oh a gosh. pyrotechnic Can you device imagine just being... Watching me? Oh, no! <laughs> It's a girl. Oh is this part of it? Is this part of it? No. This is part of it. Is this like when the wrestling guys came out of the box? <laughs> no, it is not. Is that a drone? Oh my gosh. A <laughs> uh, pyrotechnic device being used for this big announcement combined with the hot and dry California climate was a recipe for disaster. Um a gender reveal party went up in flames, literally starting a fire that burned 22,000 acres in California and killed a firefighter. So these people are the worst. The couple are now facing one charge each of involuntary manslaughter, and they should. Here's mm-hmm. our winner, though. Um, this couple used Tannerite because that's the that's the go to, I guess, <laughs> to announce their baby's gender. And just like in Iowa, the kit. I don't know what happened in Iowa, but apparently it's the stuff of legend. Um <laughs> Just like in Iowa, the <laughs> kit caused a bigger blast than intended. This explosion ended up burning 45,000 acres of the Green Valley National Forest in Tucson. The father-to-be who built the bomb was ordered to pay $8 million in damage. Good. So his life is over. Your life is over. Life is over. (laughs) Congratulations. You just had a new baby and you have the most crippling debt you could possibly imagine. And your debtor is the state. So they're going to get theirs. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 275,000. Might want to hold on to that one. Those are as good as money, sir. (laughs) Those are IOUs. (laughs) Oh, that's good stuff. We need some dumb and dumber around the soundboard too. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I need to dedicate some time. I think of stuff when I'm at work and I jot stuff down, but I need to like sit down with the computer and some uh, lo-fi hip hop beats and just type stuff. That's where the magic happens. Um, Tara Vanderveer. Have you heard of Tara Vanderveer? She's a, a legendary yes. basketball coach. Apparently um, her and, and New York times basically ambushed this girl, Olivia Dunn. She's a gymnast at LSU class of 24. Go Tigers. No, I can do better than that. Go Tigers. She's a damn good on the uneven bars, and she's even better on Instagram. In short, Olivia is a woman who understands capitalism and the concept of finite resources and how to make hay while the sun shines. Her Instagram is pretty much gymnastic stuff, dancing videos, and some beach or swimsuit videos. Gasp. A.K.A. Every Pretty Girl's Instagram page. Her social media success has opened a lot of doors, and two million... NIL dollars rolled into those doors. This kind of sex, this kind of success nailed it always brings out some detractors. And it's usually a frumpy old lady. 
Enter New York Times and Tara Vanderveer. New York Times calls up Olivia and says, Hey, girl, we can't help but notice you're crushing life. Yes, queen, girl power, or whatever women say to one another. How about we do a feature article about you and all you've accomplished? She agrees because she thinks it's going to be something it's definitely not. And New York Times proceeds to do a hit piece on Olivia and how she's, quote, setting women in sports back because she's going the sex sells route. Uh, They then bring in this hag Vanderveer who coached women's basketball for a million years to lend some some credibility to the story. And boom, the new virtual signal just dropped, y'all. Here's my fucking problem. If she was 280 and playing rugby, but also doing a Vanity Fair photo shoot wearing clothes she borrowed from Lizzo, that girl would be heralded as stunning and brave Mm -hmm. and the new face of beauty. But when you see a woman who's a 10 cashing in on the fact that she's a gifted and talented 10, then she's setting women in sports back. Fuck all the way off to the moon with that take, I think. Olivia recently posted a photo in her gymnastics uniform standing next to a balance beam with the caption, New York Times, is this too much? <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Yeah, they fucked with a girl who knows how to market herself. She's just going to turn this into more money. Yeah, mm-hmm. she should. Everybody's getting paid. Why shouldn't she? It's not like... I mean, it's not like it was pornographer. <laughs> yeah, she's she's but getting money was, because, because she has paid. a big reach on social media. Do you think that's setting women back in some way? No, absolutely not. She would be foolish not to. Somebody else is going to get paid. And so if people are going to throw money at you to have you be seen in your, you know, outfits i mean a lot of her pictures are pictures of her in her gymnastics gear and in a swimming suit like big deal are we kidding me no stupid good for her hope she gets more (laughs) and it's just funny that anybody who's coached in college athletics just has has no leg to stand on in criticism of others it's the most corrupt group out there I don't care if it's women's college basketball or whatever. Nobody wants to hear your opinion. Nobody cares. And it's just, this is just New York Times being lame. The money's there. It's being doled out to people. If it wasn't her, it'd be somebody else. And again, yeah, are they going to attack her because somebody's offering her the money? Go after them. Exactly. Um, What else we got? Ooh, this is going to be a long show. We have a new sponsor. I don't know if our our audience is really the target demographic, but their money is green too. Um, today's episode, they want me to read it a certain way. Today's episode is brought to you by Bustami for Her. It has been said, you have to take what you want in this world. Those who have said it and those who have said it was once said were right. Bustami. Finally, there's a fragrance for those who grab life by the margaritas and could give a damn about bills or consequence. Bustami. Bring me fajitas. Refill this drink. Get the fuck out of here with that bill. I mean, I'll be right back. Bustami. Bustami for her is the bold new fragrance that never takes, hey, I don't think you can do that for an answer. Bustami is too hot for no bustami hen bustami is entitled to zero percent of the proceeds from bustami and big guy incorporated as the judge has deemed it means of profiting from her crimes of which there are many per nevada and rhode island law we must inform you that bustami smells like a soaking wet bar rag next to a strip mall chili's dumpster no animals were harmed in the manufacturing of bustami or its ingredients unless you count the mom who she definitely for sure brutally killed with a piece of glass bustami for her big guy incorporated all rights reserved i don't know how much money Money we're going to make from that one <laughs> probably less money than brady lost in crypto uh what if oh this divorce God. isn't about football at all what if it's about how <laughs> tom lost all his money in the crypto space he was into ftx heavy and ftx turned out to be a fucking ponzi scheme i saw one headline that said tom and giselle sunk their 675 million dollar nest egg or their entire you know worth into this ftx to make their equity larger and then another headline i saw here's the sub headline from market watch x ftx ceo it's a lot of letters sam bankman isn't that perfect sam bankman freed lost his entire 16 billion dollar fortune in less than a week after his company filed chapter 11 bankruptcy protection 
John, what does that mean? <laughs> I it's crypto escapes my knowledge of finance. Um, I saw what he posted. Basically, he said he messed up by doing two calculation errors, and I, I gotta imagine if if the entire economic value of your product can be undermined by two calculation errors, it wasn't really valuable to begin with. Yeah, that's built on smoke and there's mirrors. Like, there's like eighty subsidiary companies in air quotes or whatever <laughs> like mm. i was like is this how you launder money like you filter and launder money like is this, sure, this is what this looks like to like me it. i don't get it but yeah that's absolutely why they got divorced can you imagine that conversation like how did that go <laughs> oh my god yeah most i assume the percentages are like 80 percent of marriages are are divorces are about money so this yeah. you know Hundreds of millions. Just a few months after winning his seventh Super Bowl in 2021, Brady and his then wife Giselle Bunchkin were each given equity stake in FTX in addition to receiving some crypto. Brady served as an ambassador for the company, and Giselle was FTX's environmental and social initiatives <laughs> advisor. Uh, okay. Just a couple of names they can slap on jobs that, you know, Gosh. lets them give them a huge equity stake. The two also starred in several TV commercials, as we recall. Um, it's not clear how much equity Brady and Giselle received in 2021, but FTX raised capital. Doesn't matter now. $32 billion <laughs> valuation a few months after the announcement of the deal. They were in pretty deep by the looks of it. Okay, so they got Brady on board, and that's what got them their $32 billion valuation. Oh my gosh. The funniest description I've ever heard about all this is like, yeah, the value of crypto goes up based on like how excited and valid like everybody thinks that it is. And I was yeah. like, excuse me, what? I'll this is, can you imagine what? Brady? He's just circling the block, like re <laughs> rehearsing what he's going to tell Giselle why they oh don't have any money. God. He's hey, like, babe. I don't want to go home. Oh, oh I don't want to go home. God. Babe. Okay, babe, listen. No, sit down. Should I tell her to sit down? No, <laughs> she's going to be mad if I tell her to do something right away. All right, I'll bring flowers. No, she's going to know as soon as... Ah, fuck. I'll just say babe. She's the breadwinner, bro. Yeah. Like, she makes all the money. And yeah. so it's you, like, you did what to. with our yeah. money? She's like, oh, you <laughs> lost 250. Me. That's cute. That's cute. I lose 400 million, Tom. <laughs> right. I give you she an allowance and you do this with it? <laughs> oh, oh 250. So it, this um, is kind of my problem with all of this is... It's great that people are investing and stuff, but it's also like sometimes you need to let the professionals be professionals and handle this because the value of a company, the value of an asset should be rooted in the economic value that it's generating based off some product. And when we get more and more ambiguous with what the product is, there's all calculations that I had to calculate a billion times in finance school to come up with a stock valuation. And what you said, Angela, is kind of true. It's it's gotten to the point now where the valuation of a security or an asset or, or anything like that is really what people are willing to pay for it. And you can influence people to pay for it if they think it's valued based off what you're saying about it. So you can use clout to, to raise value on something and you don't think it's going to crash. Like It's like, okay, so why don't you just invest in art then? Because it's as valuable as all the snooty people in New York say it is. Or you could invest in IBM because of their discounted cash flow rate or things like that. The money that's going to come in from the use of the capital that you put in so that they can build more products to make more profit. And so I, I, I feel for people who lose money, but at the same time, it's like a lot of people warned you not to do this because it's yeah. smoke and mirrors and you might be able right. to make some cash on it if you get out before it crashes, but uh, I wouldn't count on it. So yeah, it's why like not the people just stick who are selling each other pictures of monkeys for 400 grand you can't that's yeah. you can't do that that's not real it doesn't make sense it doesn't make <laughs> nfts are different in that if you if you own something of value it's like art too but like the the crypto thing is is really freaky because um it, yeah there's a guy who can make a calculation error and he's like oh i yeah. screwed up my bad so oh, just sorry. a snake oil salesman at that point right. i yeah, did actually, borrow from the seven 
Dang it. Oh, fuck, I didn't carry the one. <laughs> Guys, we're bankrupt. Hey, that's my math joke. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they had him. They were doing ads. They they were out there, you know, championing right. this stuff. Well, it's FTX scary. FTX was thrilled about pairing with the couple. They said, uh, after talking with Tom and Giselle on our shared interest in crypto charity and doing your best, I was excited <laughs> for them to be part of what we're building at FTX, said Sam Bankman Fried, the guy who just lost 17 bill. Um, the three of us have a shared passion for giving back in ways that are the most impactful. Well, we'll see about that. Uh, this probably also happened to Steph Curry, by the way. Yeah. I don't oh, know Steph if that's bad. On this one. But he was in there too. Take there, the name off the Miami of, Heat Stadium because it's no longer FTX Arena. Pick a ball. They had, never good enough. Yeah. Oh that's gosh. something I should have known. They had an <laughs> arena. They were they had the Miami Arena. It's like Enron, man. I mean, Holy the Houston shit, Astros yeah. had had Enron Stadium, and then yeah. everybody who's on the board for that somehow either died in a skiing accident or just <sighs> killed each other. Yep. You'll you'll never really know. Yeah. How about Rip this? Ken Lay. <laughs> that was the guy who <laughs> mysteriously died on a ski slope. Oh yeah. Kenneth Lay. Vaguely remember. Yeah, I was like middle school, maybe? High school when that happened. I don't it, know. My last thing I'll they say. All blend it, together. It, it is it's pretty scary that we're moving towards this because um we're living in an age where there's so much value that's happening in the stock market that people are counting on for their livelihoods. And People are screwing with valuations. Like if you look at AMC, if you look at um, GameStop and things like that, you know, the Robin Hood investors and things like that can really fuck with the whole ecosystem in a way that um, creates its whole identity. And we can control this and we're going to do that. But that's not what it's supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about the products you make and the profit that you can generate off of it. And I've seen a lot of people that just, lose money because they're really naive and like there's a financial system is built like that for a reason. And it's not going to put up with uh, smoke and mirrors for too long. Just ask any Ponzi scheme guy. It all always comes crumbling down because people want their money when they want their money. <laughs> exactly. Like my grandma always said, everything comes out in the wash. How about this? Pro Fantasy Rodeo. This came up during our live stream last Sunday. Chris mentioned that uh, Casey, I believe, Casey Budge in the comments was into country music, the good kind, the red dirt kind, and Fantasy Rodeo Leagues. So needless to say, my curiosity was peaked. I've done some research, and from what I can tell, it's mostly DFS, and you can win a shit ton of money. Uh, there can't be that many people who are super plugged into the rodeo circuit, so I'd be willing to bet that we know a guy who knows a guy. Look at this. We know a chick who I knows do. a guy oh, that yeah. has an angle on this stuff. Are you um, ready for this? Okay. Yes. My brother's wife, her family is from California, and they're legit ranchers. Like her dad was like the last American cowboy and her mom and her sister and her nieces, they like they're rodeo chicks and they have won the buckles and they rope shit. And like, we got to talk to her. Yo, I'm from Oklahoma, school. man. We grew up rodeoing. Casey <laughs> lives in Wyoming. Rodeoing. Casey's from Casper, Wyoming. He's he'll be a guy that we will be betting on. Okay. Oh, hell like, yeah. Yeah, we are. I'm super plugged in rodeo. <laughs> oh, Oklahoma, okay. State has, really? Oklahoma State has the best rodeo. Anyway. <laughs> Oklahoma State has the best rodeo team in the nation. I mean, a lot of our uh, we, no, we'll watch the rookie. We'll, we'll know the rookies when they come out. <laughs> okay. We got some inside tracks. I okay. promise you that. <laughs> nice. You just out rodeoed me. The site is rodeo called- and wrestling. <laughs> Rodeo and wrestling. It's all you about need another R. Rodeo, wrestling, and roundabouts, what? and oh, no, that's ripping catfish out of the river with your hands. Noodling, <laughs> ripping catfish. Ribs. Exactly right. What ribs? That's like a southern. Yep, man. Rodeo and wrestling. Who does ribs. that shit? And ribs. <laughs> so this site is called Pro Fantasy Rodeo. I've downloaded the app. It's like football DFS, but instead of a quarterback, running back, wide receiver, you're choosing a bareback rider. You need a steer wrestler, a saddle bronc rider. You need team roping, two team ropers. You need a header and a healer. 
And then you need yourself a tie-down roper. Is that what you call them? A tie-down roper? And then, of course, a bull rider and a barrel racer. What, what about a clown Fucking in a barrel? barrel racers, man. <laughs> Who's the best Buckle clown buddies. in a barrel? Buckle buddies. I've seen Yellowstone. <laughs> <laughs> yep. They make. Hey, they- did you say steer wrestling? Bulldogging. Yeah. Bulldogging. Bulldogging. Okay. Was- Don't try and church it up, yeah, Eric. No, no, I don't church that shit up. We're about nope. to get down there and get with the hogs, baby. <laughs> yep. So we'll make a few bucks doing that. I'm open to that. Um, this guy. Wait, wait what's this, the season for that? Like, what is this like an all year thing? Or uh, that's a great you question. Yeah, the Rodeo Hall of Fame is just down yeah. the street from me. Damn, Ooh, we're doing it. Let's some, do it. <laughs> we need some vids from there. We need John trying on belt buckles and shit. Right on. <laughs> um, here's a story I was trying to look up when I found the alligator kid. Um, a man took a taxi to Resorts World in the on the Las Vegas Strip, robbed the casino, and then left in the cab. The same cab he showed up with, it, with an undisclosed allow- amount of money. Sources confirmed to KTLA sister station KLAS on Thursday. The robbery occurred Wednesday morning around 2 a.m. at one of the casino's cages. No information about the robbery has been publicly publicly released. But mm, that's the man walked to the cage and showed a note to the cashier demanding money. No, they have 47 protocols for that. Yeah. Um, the cashier then gave the man. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, here's why I'm suspicious is if I'm the bank and I'm in Vegas I'm saying, no, nah, we're not going to get the cops involved. We're going to we're going to take care of it ourselves. Right. Casino style. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get out you the hammer. Pop your eye out of your head for Charlie fucking M. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry. Continue, Eric. <laughs> uh, it says he, he walked in, handed him a note and the cashier gave the man money in a bag and he left in the taxi police were un- were able to find the taxi driver. The driver was unaware of the robbery. Uh, the cops said this matter is part of an ongoing investigation by Las Vegas police, a resorts world spokesperson said resorts world, Las Vegas would like to thank Metro for their swift efforts in investigating this incident. The suspect has not yet been identified as of Thursday. Sources did not know how much money the man is believed to have stolen. So they don't know the amount. They don't know who he is. I thought you couldn't do this. There's that whole they scene know. in Ocean's Eleven where they go over like the five most successful <laughs> robberies. And and the guy running out with, uh, mm-hmm. I think it's Take My Breath Away maybe. And he gets <laughs> shot and the money goes flying. Epic. God, I love good cinematography. <laughs> yeah. I really appreciate good cinematography. Also Baby Driver. That's a yeah. more recent one. That's got it's got that those elements to it. I, this that is, is really suspicious. You can't freaking no. fart in America right now without no. being on some sort of camera or have some Vegas. facial recognition. Let alone Vegas. So there's some weird shit happening here. Yep, I think and it smells like collusion. One. Yeah. So here's the thing. Well, he just told the cab guy like, "Hey, wait here. Keep your meter right running." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, he better tipped him really well. No, I don't want to blow my cover. Wait, another one. Have you seen so. collateral? Maybe he stuck a gun to his head yes. and said, here's $5,000. Uh, I've got you all night. And then Jamie Foxx is just like, sure enough. Okay. <laughs> got you all night. That. Gosh, you just got to love Michael. <laughs> Mann do some oh. shit. Okay. So just sit tight. There's going to be a body that Flat. falls on your car. I got you. Yeah. Hope you got insurance. Very underrated movie. Collateral is a is a stop and watch. I will stop and watch that movie anytime. That's Michael that. Mann as well as, gosh, what's the, the really good one? Oh, Heat. That they're actually yeah. doing yeah. a remake of, I think. Good oh, Michael ooh. Mann movies. They're doing a sequel We're to not a so Christmas different, story. I don't know if I can get on board with that. Mm. No, that one's dumb. They've got original uh-huh. cast members. I don't think I care. It's set no. in the 70s, not today, so that helps a little bit. But I hold mm. a Christmas story near and dear to my heart. I watch it at least seven to eight times on Christmas. I turn it on at seven o'clock Christmas Eve as soon as it starts. The 24-hour marathon. <laughs> Love that movie. But I don't know if I can see a remake or a sequel or whatever this is. All right, we're way off the sports. Wait, we got we're it. not even sports adjacent anymore. Let me Let me bring us back with NBA check-in. All right. Oh, yeah. All right. So 
for those out there, it's not it's not a diehard NBA season just yet, but the season is going on. So I just figured I'd do a quick check in just for those who are still sucked into baseball, hockey, or football. So right now, the West is looking kind of interesting. We got the Jazz, the Trailblazers, the Grizzlies, the Suns, and the Nuggets at the top. I think most notably is the Jazz, who are the number one seed right now. Not that it matters in the West, but their top of the West right now are being led by former Chicago Bull, Laurie Markkinen. So a couple interesting teams of note in the West also, Golden State and the Lakers, both sub-500 teams. Golden State, not sure if there's something in the water or what, but they're just not not getting the Ws. And LA has just continued to be a dumpster fire under the tutelage of Mr. LeBron James. <laughs> in the East, we got some familiar faces at the top with Milwaukee killing it. They got Giannis. He's averaging almost 32 points a game. Then you got Boston, even without their coach, who is currently being uh, shunned by the league for undisclosed reasons, is still doing well. Uh, they're being led by Jason Tatum. Atlanta's creep back into contention territory. Um, and then Cleveland, after acquiring Donovan Mitchell this offseason, is doing really well as well. And then you have Toronto. So still early days, but we got some interesting movements. I don't know if uh, Atlanta has quite the gas to uh, continue it. They might be like the Bulls of last year who fall off after New Year's Day. Um, I'm not sure about the Trailblazers in the West. We'll see. The Grizzlies will definitely hang around. And then I have no idea about Toronto. They, they're a little bit of a surprise to me. So that's where we stand right now. Nothing too crazy, but some interesting movements. Beautiful. Love it. Got our finger on the pulse of multiple right. sports. We've got obligatory <laughs> hockey talk. We've got John catching us up on the NBA. It's great. I'm going to have to... I'm going to have to dip a toe into the college football. I don't know. I'm so deep into the NFL content. It's like on the rare occasion I run out of NFL analytics podcast to listen to. I'm like, I don't, what, what do I like? What is this? I forgot what's <laughs> other stuff I even like anymore. So I just find it. I just find one, one I didn't piece fully. of obligatory hockey that we didn't talk about is that PK Subban joined ESPN with a three-year deal for commentating just as FYI boys and girls. So something to keep an eye out for goes to the dark side right yep judgments will be made (laughs) till then thank you everyone for listening we truly do appreciate it we encourage you to tell your friends share the show on social media maybe send us a five-star review make sure you set your alarms and head over to facebook for the football super podcast on saturday mornings and 7 30 we're right back on sunday mornings at 7 30 on youtube for wake and rake talks and bets fantasy football with us whatever the people want to talk about and on over to patriotsportsnow.com the greatest website of all time we have new podcasts and articles coming out constantly there's a forum on the website talk about whatever we want sports sports adjacent so many cool things so much room for activities until next time be good to each other chris kicked outro music you've been listening to patriot sports radio if you're sick of all the national talking heads and biases of mainstream sports media like we are this show is for you We hope you enjoyed it. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. For more content and merch, hit up www.patriotsportsnow.com. Find us on Twitter at PatriotsPod, on Instagram and Facebook at PatriotsSportsNow, and on Getter, Rumble, and YouTube at PatriotsSports. Take care, and we'll see you next time. 